These people would never say these types of things to your face in person. And if they would, they're probably just scumbags and who cares about what they think anyways. Chasing my dreams or running away. But I got a chance, I'm running my play. I want the nutty, I'll take it away. I'll never change, I'm sucking my ways. I keep to myself, don't know what to say. Hey, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Hey Mark, the podcast where I'm Mark. Get to talk about struggles, adversities, and different challenges that I've overcome that have improved my mental health or made me into the man that I am today. A lot of the time I get to interview people, but unfortunately, today is not one of those times. This is just gonna be an episode where I kind of ramble on. I'm gonna talk about a little bit of an experience, but essentially, my message and my mission is to let people know that no matter what they are dealing with, they are not alone, you are not alone, and I am not alone. No matter what, life can and will get better. So like I said, today I'm gonna to talk a little bit about an experience that has really helped shape the person that I am today, and that is working in sales. Now, I worked in sales for about three years, just over three years, and I did it from the age of 21 to 24, and I feel like that is a time of someone's life where they do a lot of character development. A lot of development happens to the person that you are and your mind is shaped quite a lot in these years, in my personal opinion. And so, what did working in sales teach me? It taught me a lot of different things, but I'm kind of just gonna make a little brief list right now. I haven't actually written this one down, so I'm not 100% sure how many tips there are gonna be we're on this journey together. So I'm just gonna freestyle this episode and you guys are just gonna come along for the ride. I'd say that the first lesson that I learned through working in sales was resilience. The very first lesson I was taught basically was that it takes 100 no's to get one yes. So depending on what kinds of sales you're doing, whether it's door to door or over the phone or in person or it's retail sales, a lot of the times you're going to be asking somebody to purchase something from you and you'll make a small percentage of that value in a commission. And so I worked in a gym. And so a lot of the times it was calling people to get them to come in and try out the gym and then trying to get them set up on a membership. And a lot of the times it was also kind of wandering around the community, giving people seven day passes or 30 day passes, getting them to check out the gym again. So you could set them up on a membership. And so it was essentially gym and fitness sales and the sale of personal training as well. But let's just call it gym membership sales just to simplify it. And so this whole hundred no's to get one yes thing, obviously it seemed like a hyperbole for me. It seemed like it probably wasn't true. It seemed like I could probably get yeses a lot quicker, but one of the first, I guess, tasks I was given was I was given a list of people that had already canceled their memberships and I was gonna try and call them and incentivize them to come back and check us out. And so right off the bat, I was kind of impacted with a bunch of people yelling at me and letting me know that not only were they not going to come back, but they were gonna tell a lot of people not to come in as well, and they were gonna block my number. And a lot of the times they would chuck insults my way. And so this experience, getting those 100 no's, built up my resilience and it built up a lot more, I guess you could call it thick skin. Um, now a lot of the times when people do, 
either yell at me or tell me no. It's kind of more like, as they would say, water off a duck's back. It is what it is and hearing no is something that you're gonna have to get used to. Being denied or being rejected is something that actually makes a lot of people quite anxious and depressed. Maybe if you're feeling like that and you're in a position where you can kind of move jobs or you can try out new experiences, I would recommend sales for you or maybe even being in the service industry as well. Working in restaurants and working in sales both taught me a little bit more in terms of being rejected, being yelled at, and building up a lot more thick skin and resilience to those types of things in terms of, uh, I guess you could call it verbal confrontation or verbal altercations, or I guess the easiest way to say it is arguments or debates. Anything like that, if you're feeling a little bit uncomfortable in terms of debates or rejection or arguments or any uncomfortable conversations, sales is going to be a very, very developing position for you to say the least. If you stick to it for a couple years, there's a lot of lessons to be learned. The next lesson I'd learned was when you're talking to somebody face to face, they're gonna be a lot more appropriate and polite to you most of the time than when they're on the phone with you. When you're calling somebody, especially cold calls or emailing people, they have a tendency to be really, really rude. And so this was something that taught me a lot about you know, online hate as well. So over the phone, over a computer, over a text message, over a Snapchat, people are going to be a lot more brutal and upfront. They're not going to care about hurting your feelings as much as when they're in person. And so this is something to keep in mind, I guess, when you're planning, you know, important conversations, maybe with a loved one or a partner or a friend, or when you're maybe having to discuss something that's an uncomfortable conversation with a coworker, somebody that works for you, somebody that you work for, or maybe if you're experiencing online hate, if you're experiencing online bullying, just remember that, you know, on these virtual platforms, like a phone call or through email or on Facebook or social media, people are going to be a lot more brutal. They have the ability to be a lot more brutal because they don't even have to actually see your reaction. When you're meeting with somebody in person, they're gonna be a lot more polite. They're gonna be a lot more likely to maybe, I guess, sugarcoat things or give you a message in a way that they think you'll receive it a little bit nicer. Whereas online or over the phone, they don't give a shit. They're gonna say whatever they want to stop the conversation as soon as they possibly can. And they don't really care about hurting your feelings because they can't see you get offended. So that's something to remember in terms of, you know, especially online hate that, you know, these people would never say these types of things to your face in person. And if they would, they're probably just scumbags and who cares about what they think anyways. But just remember that as well when you're having difficult conversations with loved ones or friends or coworkers, you know, obviously in person, it's going to be a lot more of an honest and authentic and empathetic and caring conversation. Now, another thing to keep in mind as well, this is another lesson. So we'll call this lesson three, I guess, that I learned from sales was, you know, when you are talking to somebody in person, a lot of the times if they have to reject you, if they have to say no, if they have to, you know, kind of leave you hanging, a lot of the times they're going to be dishonest about the reason why that's going to be. And the reason why they're dishonest is because a lot of the times they're embarrassed as to why they're saying no to you or they're just embarrassed to say no in general. So they're going to put off giving you an answer. And this is something that can help you out, but it's also something that can hurt you as well because 
if you are actually having the intention to help somebody out and they're not giving you an honest reason as to why they can't act on any certain thing, then it's going to be very difficult to actually solve their problem. And so the best way to alleviate this issue, whether you're in a sales position or you're just trying to figure out what's going on and, you know, maybe a problem in your relationship or with a loved one or with just a friend to get them to feel comfortable enough to be honest with you, to tell you the truth. You're going to have to not only be vulnerable with them, but you're going to have to be honest with them and authentic with them and have them feel like you actually care about them. And so the best way to do that is to actually care about them and then show them with your actions and behaviors. And so a lot of the time that's on you. I used to get really frustrated as a salesperson because I felt like people were lying to me or avoiding giving me answers. And I felt like they were just being dishonest and I would get mad and think that they were being the weak person until I realized that I was giving them no reason to be honest with me. I wasn't being a trustworthy person. And it's not to say that I didn't have their best interests in mind. It's just that I wasn't actually connecting with them. I wasn't listening to them and I wasn't making them feel like they could trust me. And so this helped me a lot because I understood that communication goes both ways. It's not just a situation where you can put on a friendly smile and hope that people are just going to do and say what you'd like. You have to actually understand how to cooperate with people and how to be vulnerable so that other people can be vulnerable with you and be honest so that other people will be honest with you. If you want love and compassion and honesty in your life, you have to give love and compassion and honesty to the people that you interact with. So I'd say that lesson number three is just building that honesty, that vulnerability, and that, that I guess, for lack of a better word, openness with the people around you, and you'll receive that as well. And that's gonna make life and communication and relationships a lot easier for you. And that's something that you know I learned by working in sales. And so you can actually help out, you know, people a lot easier and more impactfully as well. If you just ask them questions and actually listen to their responses, who would have thought? So I got two more lessons. So I guess this will be a, a five different lessons that I learned from sales episode. And so number four is setting measurable goals. So one thing that I actually really appreciated with sales is it gave me a measurable goal to chase every single month. I would sit down with my manager, whether it was when I was in an entry-level position or in a general manager position, I would sit down with my boss and they would set out a monthly and an annual goal for me to go out and sell. And I would understand completely where my boundaries laid and how I could essentially make my boss happy and make the most amount of money. So I really appreciated having a measurable goal, having some sort of numbers to stick to. So I understood, you know, where my progress was, how much more I needed to achieve and basically how I could achieve it on a day by day basis. I really did enjoy that about sales. I liked that rigidness where it was like kind of just a, you know, where you stand, if you hit your goal or if you didn't, I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed the fact that there's no real gray areas. You either win or you lose. And if you lose, you figure out why, and then you win next time. 
And so that was something that really helped me out because now whenever I feel like I need to do something or I want to improve my life in a different area, it helps me out by setting a measurable goal like that. And then if I don't succeed in hitting that goal, then I can kind of use the same processes I used to use at work to break down what I have left to do and how I'm going to do that on a day-to-day basis so that eventually I'll achieve that goal. And number five is going to be one of those things that helps get me to that goal, which is the ability to do monotonous behaviors and activities on a daily basis. And so when I was in sales, we used to have a daily list of things that we had to achieve. And they were basically the amount of calls you had to make, the amount of appointments you had to book, and the amount of referrals or leads that you had to collect. And so a lot of the times these were very monotonous things to do. They were very boring. They were very repetitive. And especially the calls, man, the cold calls were brutal. And anytime I hired somebody and, it, and told them that they were expected to make cold calls, that was pretty much the biggest obstacle in the entire job. Nobody wanted to do it. I didn't like doing it, even though I was kind of naturally good at it just because I am able to just ramble on like this. Making cold calls was probably the most monotonous thing that we had to do. And it was just the sheer volume of how many we had to do. So whether you've been in sales before or you haven't, we had to do about 100 cold calls a day. Some people do more than that. Some people do less than that. But 100 was the goal. And sitting there and actually making 100 phone calls takes hours sometimes. You get yelled at, you get screamed at, and not a lot of people are you know, always open to speak about something that is a very touchy subject to a lot of people, which is their fitness levels and where they work out or if they work out. And so a lot of the times these weren't even pleasant phone calls to have. The ability to actually just sit there and pound out a monotonous task like that and be able to see the benefit of doing it before it actually happens was something that has helped me achieve a lot of goals since I've worked in that position. Just being able to sit there and work out without seeing the results day in and day out until you get the results is one example of how that could help you out. Or being able to go to work and do a bunch of things where you don't really see the point of doing them and then you get a paycheck at the end of that and that paycheck can help free you from whatever you're doing. Or being able to just sit down and read and take notes and study without actually graduating for years until you graduate. These are all different examples of how learning how monotonous, boring tasks are going to be pretty much keys to your success. And so that's my five lessons of what working in sales taught me. I'm sure there's a lot more lessons that I learned from it, but those are the five that I could think of off the top of my head and five is a great number to end with. So if you've worked in sales in the past and you listen to this, please, if you're watching this on YouTube, comment what you learned below. And if you're listening to the podcast version of this, then message me on any social media platform at Mark D. Henny. I'd love to hear your feedback. But I hope this episode brought you some new perspectives, gave you some new insights, or at least kind of entertained you a little bit. Thank you so much for joining me. Go out and crush your life. Have a good day. Have a good week. Have a good month. And have a good year for the rest of 2020. That's all I got today. Thank you so much. Much love. And peace out.